It's Zachlin Wichichi. I'm so popular. And today we're discussing four videos by YouTube avant-garde artists Tati Westbrook and James Charles. And I have a straight man on the show for the first time in months. Who are you? Hi, my name is Sasha, and I am a straight 36-year-old Russian male who amazingly works in fashion. So not completely straight. I actually, this is the first time I think I've heard your name. Sasha. It's Sasha Amato. Uh, It's an Italian uh, last name. My good friend was just dating a a Sasha for a while, and he was uh, Russian by uh, genealogy, I believe. Hot. That's very hot. People have said I'm culturally gay, which means I am here for this. So, um, <laughs> for the, today's homosexual discussion, yeah, the first time I have a straight yeah. man on in months, and it's gayer than anything I've spoken about in ages. Yeah, exactly. And it's James Charles. So, yeah, exactly. Sorry to disappoint everyone. But yeah, I, I, I am when, wherever I go to work in fashion, I'm probably the only straight man in any office. So, mm-hmm. I'm used to this. Yeah, I was going to ask, what are you doing? But you summed it up. But what are you doing? Well, I used to work for Russian Vogue. I used to work for um, British editions. Um, used to work a little bit for interview here and there. Freelance, not freelance. Um, sort of a sort of a nobody, really, still in fashion, as you will find out after you work in fashion for a long ass time. Well, nobody. <laughs> Cute. Okay. And why do you follow me? Well, I followed you through Jack, Perfume Nationalist, and then I saw an incredible, very uh, aesthetically pleasing podcast that I've leached onto. And as soon as I saw the beautiful intro theme from Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, yes. which was called, which was called uh, Lucifer's Call in Europe. We, we, it was banned almost everywhere in Europe. People got so scared and our satanic panic. But the overworld theme is so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, this is a person after my own heart. Ugh, anyone who like uh, hears the intro and like knows immediately what it's from from like playing the game or being exposed to it, like I, they always like click into the show immediately because uh, like the overworld theme like has like a really specific like apocalyptic mall vibe, which is I think mm-hmm. uh, what my show sounds like as well. So, um, I we have a lot of similar aesthetic inclinations. So I'm really happy <laughs> that you're joining me today for. A conversation that I think is, like, so nuanced and difficult, honestly, that, like, yeah. it goes over everyone's head. They don't see it as art. But before we get there, uh, did you celebrate Halloween this weekend? Uh, I sort of did. I went to the middle of Moscow. I live out in a forest. I live out in Hicks. There's a house. It's standing in the middle of some fucking fir trees. And I get food delivered three times a day. And the good thing about living just outside of Moscow is you can get drugs delivered here, like 24 hour a day, seven days a week. And whenever I tell this to my British friends, because I, I lived in UK for a long time, um, lived in France and lived some, some uh, months in America and some months in Japan and all over. Uh, whenever I tell any of my foreign friends that you can get like painkillers and fucking enemas and mm-hmm. fucking condoms and uh, tampons delivered like to your door within an hour, they look at me like I'm insane. And it's like, what are you talking about? How much is it? Is this legal? And it's like, yeah, it's for your phone. You can get DoorDash <laughs> condoms and fucking vibrators and whatever. And 
Moscow is really cool like that. So yes, I celebrated Halloween. I went to the middle of Moscow. We're under like a special lockdown, like a special extra lockdown right now. Oh, fine. Uh, because the numbers, I guess, of deaths are so astronomical out here. So they were like, uh, maybe we should stop dying, guys, for like a little while. And we have like 15 days of lockdown stuff. Uh, but people still hung out on the street and... Um, ate food and drank and listened to street musicians and buskers and uh, nobody really wore anything special i wore like uh, like i know you hate squid game right and i'm i'm I do. I, like this, this, <laughs> i'm gonna disappoint you right from the get-go but i did buy it was a last minute buy i ordered it online at like a fucking squid game costume just so people wouldn't recognize me because i knew i'd run into some people i know and i did not want to stop and chat i just wanted to like look did you go to the halloween in shibuya yeah i did i i did my first shibuya halloween and i was uh dressed as lavinia from titus andronicus so i saw yeah not one person knew what i was doing and after i posted it even including the name lavinia people were still like a little like um okay that that's something but no it was very fun um I uh, threw a little bitch fit about my straight friends going to a straight club early, and so I went home at, like, 2 a.m. and was really fucking bitter about it. <laughs> but I listened to um, Blue Bannisters in the cab way back and made my life feel sublime again. Um, mm. th- so that was a highlight of the weekend. And then also um, the encroaching influence of Zach Langley Chi-Chi begins to power over Red Scare, where <laughs> oh my God. I, I influenced a Dasha tweet <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Because I was tweeting about Mishima, and right. uh, three hours later, so was she. So, and she you made it. Me, so, yeah, that you was made great. It. And then Anna read my tweet in full on the podcast. So, yeah, I Incredible. am. Uh, my my influence is finally beginning to. Uh, it's all it's all easy going. It's all a cakewalk from now. Exactly. You're in. I'm, I'm in. I'm solidifying, and I'm wearing so much Jovan. Musk for women. <laughs> you oh had to. God. I had to put on like seven hundred sprays because it doesn't. It doesn't last. <laughs> I am wearing uh fucking no limit by what 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 was his name? Hang on, I have to Google this uh, because what is the name of oh uh, god uh, Philip Pline No Limit, which is a perfume for the worst kind of people. Um, it smells like. I don't know if people have this memory from their childhood, but like uh-huh. when your mom or dad takes you to, to some event or some carnival or some stuff, and it's an old car, like an older Ford, and it's summer, and the sun is like heating up this shitty car so much that it stinks of rubber and whatever oh, the yeah. dashboard is. So it smells made like of. that? Yeah, it smells exactly like this, like warm old car. And oh, I love that. I've been wanting like a rubber like kind of sensation for a long time. Like yeah. I, I really want that like harsh thing because it feels like f- it would be fun to wear like something that just smells like a burnt tire like in drag. And it stays with you for like a week too. It just lingers forever. I've been yeah. pressuring Jack to maybe like talk about this because it's such a like blatantly um, uh, erotic perfume like it, it, it's it's just in your face it's sweaty it's leathery it's it's like a inside of a jock strappy it, it there's a lot of stuff going on there but he didn't reply to my dm <laughs> many such cases exactly there was a one 
um person that I interact with sometimes who's like, I hate Jack now because he didn't respond to two of my messages. They don't understand. They don't understand. He's a busy man. He has things I to don't do. want to respond to messages. I am horrible at replying to things. It's like if I want to talk, I will start the conversation. <laughs> I reply to everything. I'm like a whore. I, I like anything people write to me on Telegram, which is like where I make my money as an influencer. But um, <laughs> yeah, you could you could be an influencer on Telegram. Who knew? Uh, but anything people write to me, like random stuff, even if they're like mistaken and like message me by mistake and they're messaging their mom, I reply. I like say, are you okay? Like, did you find your mom? Um, the sweet innocence of uh, the Russian straight heart. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, Russian moms, they get angry if you don't reply in five seconds, so. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, like, Pavlovian response. I guess we should talk, we should get into today's topic. Um, okay. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this, but I wanted to talk about what's kind of, co- like, uh, collectively known as drama get into for... Yes. Basically, like, since it happened, because what this uh, series of videos is, is, um, I don't know where to start with this. It's drama videos. It's canceling and calling out and spilling tea and receipts and all of the, you know, the simple gay urges. But what Mm. happens is it's posed on an absolutely, like, Roman scale. I was so fascinated by these videos that I think I've seen all of them, like, maybe 20, 30 times a piece. And um, we're going to, you know, kind of explain what the reasons are. But can you help me, like, describe right. like, what this is, like, in well, general? Yeah. So this is, uh, for people who don't follow makeup YouTubers, um, which I'm one of them, right? So Likewise. Uh, I had to, I had to, like, go through an entire zeitgeist of what happened. And this is, like, a year and a half of events in these people's lives. And uh, the reason why I was so attracted to doing this with you is it's very dramatic. It's theatrical. It's almost like theater. It's almost like a stage play. Um, There are very structured segments into the play. Uh, there are parts to this, you know, you, you watch the intro and then you watch the, the dramatic crescendo and then you watch the finale and then everything sort of falls apart. So, Inadvertently, these people, by just having beef with each other on YouTube, um, kind of created an art piece, I think. And, and it is an art piece, and we'll get into why. But um, you have to watch these um, to understand. We'll try to sort of approach the, the subject matter in various ways. But um, it is, these people, are, we're creating art. Um, by fighting <laughs> with each other over hair vitamins. Yeah, um, exactly. No, it's that's precisely why I'm so attracted to this whole spectacle is because, you know, on the surface, it is just, you know, petty drama and, you know, the the very intensely personal relationships between two people being exposed to the public, which is uh, the kind of like Victorian, like letter drama in a way. Mm-hmm. But where it gets so rich is... The conversations between, like, these two sets of videos, basically, has so much gamut to it. Like, this touches on so many sexual urges and problems with culture as a whole. It's staged in such a way that it feels operatic and shocking and visceral and 
to watch them with an artful eye is like it reveals so much more about the contemporary moment and the human condition than almost yeah. any like scripted piece of media has in years. For sure. And uh, I don't think this is intentional. I think this is kind Certainly. of, yeah, people trying to defend themselves and uh, make their points, get their points across. And But um, uh, yeah, I mean, so let's just get into it. So, so this is, so yeah, uh, let, me, let me introduce yeah. the first video. This is uh, by Tati Westbrook. The year is 2018, and it's called Bye Sister. Bye, sister. <laughs> Bye, sister. That's exactly from the, right. From the start. From the start, this is posing to be art. Um, as we've kind of suggested, like, these two videos are between Tati Westbrook and James Charles. Tati mm-hmm. Westbrook being one of, like, the founders of Beauty YouTube. She's been on YouTube since, like, what, 2010? Like, she's one of the first, like, makeup review artists. And even though she, like you know, at her, before this all started, she had never really touched, like, where James Charles was in the cultural zeitgeist. Like, she is kind of like the Benny Gesserit mother above them all. Yeah. So, so she's 39 now. And when this happened, this was 2019. So three years back. Um, uh, and she's like this woman from Seattle, Washington, like a businesswoman. Um, and an Aquarius, unsurprisingly. And uh, she, like, worked as an image consultant, and she has this husband, who's also known as James. We don't know what he does. Nobody knows. They you say he's a, like a, a film producer, is like no, what they, they say, say or something? he's like a lawyer, but maybe he's, like, involved in stuff. Who knows? He looks like okay. a fat David Spade. And <laughs> um, her marriage is kind of now falling apart, it, it, like, rumored tells it um but uh yeah she started a youtube channel in 2010 not hiding the fact that and actually sort of um elaborating the fact that she doesn't know how to edit videos she doesn't know how to set up lighting she doesn't oh i don't know any of these things you know she's she's kind of a beautiful waspy um you know long-limbed um woman like what you imagine a real housewife should look like she should be on Mm -hmm. that show and then um she started a company called halo beauty which um she once again sort of um pressed the fact that it's not like a beauty company it's a health company it's a company that does vitamins and they don't do internet marketing. They don't do like cheap ad tactics, which we'll get into later. And then um, the second main player of this game is James Charles Dickinson, who uh, <laughs> who uh, is 22 currently. Uh, so he was, he was, and he was 19 when this when, was going on. Yeah, 19 years old. Yeah. I think he was uh, much younger when he met Toddy. Um, he he used to be <laughs> Toddy. <laughs> Toddy. 
Well, Tatiana Alexandra Westbrook. I want to say this in Russian because it sounds beautiful in Russian. Tatiana Alexandra. Both names are Russian. So I don't know. Maybe she has ancestry. Uh, so, But James Charles, yeah, I mean, I didn't know Tati Westbrook before any of this started. And neither did any of my college age yeah. like, friends. But we all knew James Charles because it was kind of the cultural turning point where... Of course, like, faggots have been putting on makeup, like, as for as long as, you know, history has gone on. But it was, like, it was kind of reaching a critical mass, like, in, you know, like, 2017, 2018, when mm-hmm. it was, like, pretty expected for, like, lots of, like, gay men to be, like, wearing, like, foundation and highlighter and doing their eyebrows, like, when they go out to a house party with their friends. And, like, I remember doing this a few times, like, a lot of my other friends did, and then James Charles was announced as, like, the first male cover girl. Like, he was the Mm -hmm. face of cover girl. So, immediately after that, he was kind of dragged through the mud for his uh, kind of stupid Ebola tweets, like, or whatever. (laughs) And so, from that point on, he's always had kind of, like, a a negative connotation in the hearts of uh, my generation of people for being, like, a racist faggot who... uh, Mm -hmm is questionably good at makeup. Um, I think he's obviously very talented, but at the time, like, early in his career, he looked, uh, you know, a little messy from time to time, as we all do. Well, he he uh, never studied to be a makeup artist or a stylist, and uh, he's just, a, like, this guy who did makeup for girls in this area, and um, his rise was kind of insane. Like, he made a YouTube his YouTube channel in 2015, and by 2019, he had 10 million, like immediately. So people got a little pressed because, and got a little scared because, oh my God, yeah, yeah, okay, a boy is doing makeup. That's that's uh, not something we haven't seen before. But um, his popularity really shocked a lot of people, including I think Tati, um, who's oh absolutely, uh, and definitely some other major players in this game that we're going to be discussing. Um, but yeah, like the most famous male beauty vlogger of long time versus the sort of mother of the, the YouTube beauty community. That's how it started, kind of. That's how it started, exactly. And uh, honestly, they, independently, they're both like, kind of, you know, boring. <laughs> like, I've yeah. watched some other James Charles videos and I find him to be like, you know, really wildly inoffensive and kind of like a... He's, I kind of find him, like, wholesome and sweet, actually, in his, uh, in his videos. Like, I have, uh, no problem with him at all. But I just, um, that cover girl picture of him on it was, like, really, like, kind of a major moment. And, um, him becoming so astronomically famous at, like, such a young age for a gay person should be, like, recipe for total disaster. Like, the expectation immediately is that you put, you know, the most hedonistic, like, nightmarish kind of person, which is a gay young man into this rapturous spotlight out of nowhere. And, of course, the expectation is that they also become, like, frightening little monsters, which is, like, the case for every single Drag Race alumni of all time who become, like, capitalist little piggies. And then we have, like, uh, that one, like, black guy who, like, faked his own shooting or whatever. Like, there's just... Gay men can't handle fame, like, at age 19. So that's the expectation with uh, Mr. Charles. Mm Mm-hmm. And the uh, Harry Styles um, dress controversy that um, recently happened 
the guy from Pose like said that he started the oh, entire. Oh yeah, Billy Porter. Billy Porter started the entire men wearing dresses on the covers. So why doesn't Vogue put me on the cover? Why does yeah, it's put- barely even like young gay people that we should be worried. It's just like all homosexuals <laughs> and put into the spotlight have a capacity for shocking narcissism and like so like self obsession. God. So. Uh, I guess we can start with the chronology of this uh, entire thing. Um, uh, in April uh, 2019, uh, Westbrook posted an Instagram story, and it was kind of inoffensive. Uh, she, she was just crying in her makeup room and talking like she feels betrayed by the beauty community. And... Um, this happened right after, a few hours after James Charles, her best friend, who she fed with her teat through the moments of his <laughs> career, the most important parts, um, posted a, an Instagram story advertising a brand called Sugar Bear Hair. And this is another vitamin brand and a sort of a direct competitor to Tatiana. Halo Westbrook's. Beauty. Yeah. And, um, so people watched this uh, sort of story time play out on Instagram. And then in May, so about a month later, Tatiana posted by sister, uh, which was uh, almost an hour long video of her sitting in a beautiful room. Let's talk about the room. Yeah, I, like, I've been dying actually to talk about the set of by sister. Yes. Like it is... Um... The like you said earlier, like it's very housewives, which is true, and also something that I keep I kept getting from her over and over again is like Marnie from HBO Girls. Yes, like it's this extremely inoffensive, like kind of like home decor of extremely clean angles, and like this is the white line and like the polished surfaces and the flowers, and of course in the background the Halo Beauty products. Of course. Why not? Of course. She and was the, cheated she's out of She's sitting an right in the middle yeah. of the frame. Like, she's dead in the middle. And it, it, it seems really unreal when she's sitting there because the light is so bright behind her that you wouldn't imagine her to, like, be as lit up as she is. But she is, like, this glistening little figure in the center. And it feels all very alien. It is. It's very uncanny valley. It feels like an episode of Nip Tuck where they're going to like take off her face in a second and put in a whole new one. And she's wearing this blouse, which is almost <laughs> completely see-through. And it's, 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 it's dark blue blouse patterned, very simple silver necklace, simple earrings. It's, uh, but her, makeup here it, it it almost draws people in she has great cheekbones she has a great lower jaw and the symmetry of the angle draws people into her face and she has big big gray eyes or bluish gray eyes and it just it's almost hypnotic it, it's it's like an episode of what was it called brains crash on cowboy bebop where where you see at the, at the beginning of the episode like fucking Faye or um all of these people being brainwashed and then you see this sort of sort of cut of uh of um propaganda so it's it's there's a lot a lot connected to propaganda and brainwashing just from the setup. Uh, white uh, with a very bright um, color 
in the middle. So your eye gets drawn in. It's like it, it, it goes through a tunnel. And um, so she just starts talking um, that she's not having a good day. <laughs> and she's stressed and disappointed and betrayed and lonely in uh, the makeup community on YouTube. And that she's been supportive of all her friends, but it's been crap. And um, that, that she was smacked in the face and now she's realizing how things truly are. And it, it also feels so culty. Like, like she says, now I see the light. Now people have opened my eyes. And now you, my audience, and me are together from now on forever. It's only you and me now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she like, has like a, like a knife like out of frame, like the entire picture. There's, it's mm-hmm. very, despite like her very inviting like motherly sort of uh embrace of the audience it always feels like very violently posed like you're so right in saying it's like kind of like this political like brainwashing setup and this is like all within like two minutes is like how much like has been set up here and what's so incredible is like we mentioned like all of this is so unintentional like Uh i mean i'm sure that whoever her producers are or whoever it is that's helping her like set up her camera and like did her lights and stuff but when they set it up they they probably weren't thinking like this is like for the purposes of making her seem more convincing than ever before they just kind of set things up as they usually do and like the incidental fact of it is makes it this really alarming political image yeah it's scripted obviously because she looks to the side a lot and she looks down a lot but it, of course, it's presented as completely unscripted. It's presented as a spur of the moment sort of desperation move. Uh, but um, as we'll later find out, Shane Dawson um, offered immediately to edit this video and to put a um, sort of thumbnail onto this video. And uh, she declined. But um, uh, it, it starts with the fact that, uh, you know, people have been lying and disrespectful to her. I like how she goes, I am heart hurt. I am, she just puts <laughs> into these, these little quirky, weird words. She was like, welcome to show business. And I've just had about enough. And she, <laughs> she, it, it, it's dramatic already. It's already A woman camp. in trouble. Yeah. yeah. A woman in trouble. Like she is, it's so campy for sure but it's like haven't like don't you feel like you've met women just like her before and i All the thing i've been like itching for is like what kind of woman is it that she's reminding me of and i've ultimately come to the conclusion that it's not a specific kind of woman that she's reminding me of but all of them in all general of women. yeah is, like, she's why, every like, woman. yeah it's all she's, in her Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all in her. It's like it's the same with like David Lynch and you know Laura Dern in uh-huh. Inland Empire, where it's like she is every woman. She's so in specific that she could be grafted onto any female force. And Tati Westbrook and just like her unassuming like quest for self love and enrichment and beauty, as she imagines it to be, has like melted into this gelatinous form of all woman. Mm-hmm. Every single woman on earth. Yeah. And so then you the let instrumentality her speak. project. Yes, yes. She's <laughs> absolutely like the LCL like melted in the sea. Like yeah. and when you let that speak and you animate it, she starts doing like what you're saying, like the I'm heart hurt. Or she says, as you can tell, this video is going to be a lot more shocking, a lot more insane, very different from what we usually do on my channel. Mm-hmm. 
she prepares people, yeah. She she she's like Ray reaching into the people's faces and goes like, Here I am, I am the woman that you love, you know. <laughs> I am Misato or whatever, and here you are. She You're the giant just go Ray in. figure of over the yeah. beauty community reaching into the hearts of like this like 14, 15, 16 year old audience and saying, Mommy is here now, like suck my yeah. titty, like <laughs> we're gonna go on this together. Well, the, the thing is, um, she did this um, after the shitstorm kind of already started. Gabriel Zamora, who's another makeup YouTuber uh, and a part of uh, Drama Get in One, um, which took place a year before this one, uh, she says she pulled her into the video. And by pulled her, she means he made a bunch of Instagram stories telling everyone basically not taking this to not take this too seriously this is about about a bunch of vitamins people are dying kim you know it's like mm-hmm. he he was kind of like oh people in africa are dying where are you talking about vitamins you know and which is stupid in, in and of itself but she was like gabriel zamora pulled me in and uh he did it but um uh, she, she she keeps saying, I want the pain to stop. I want the pain to stop. I want to process this privately and feel the pain private. It's so Evangelion now that I think about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're creatives. So we're expressive, you know, we're expressive people. So we hurt each other. And, and then she just goes on in a full-on attack on James Charles and says, I tried to be a good person to you. Um, She met him when he was 17, um, you know, uh, and I know you have a way of getting what you want. And that's such, like, I don't know if I can say this, but it's such a fag-hag thing to say. It's like, you have a way of getting what you want. You have a way of getting Mm -hmm. your turn. And it's like... This is the eternal scorned fag-hag. Like, every... (laughs) Like, when a fag-hag and a fag break up, it's, like, either, like, cataclysmic or, like, the end of life. Like, when a, a woman and a gay man are bonded in the way I think they are, if you, like, rip that apart, it's, like, ripping an atom apart and, like, causing, like, a nuclear meltdown. Mm-hmm. And it inspires, like, the worst behavior possible. So, of course, like, this woman who has, like, a, by complete mistake, like, without even knowing what she was doing, she's accidentally, like slipped into the ancient sexual persona of the fag hag and like uh when she feels like wronged by the sprightly young gay man of course like she emulates like the same sensation that that also produces mm. but she explicitly also states and many times that it was james who reached out to her first and um immediately called her mom and he called her husband dad many times which is horrendous in its own right oh yeah and um you know she paid for his flight because he was broke she paid for his flight to her wedding um you know she kind of absorbed him and throughout these videos that she makes she keeps going on i felt the pain i felt this person's pain so i know he was in need of help and she probably thinks it's nurturing and motherly and it comes off as endearing, but it comes off in, in a very bunny boilery way. It comes mm-hmm. off like, I want to absorb you, teach you and be your mother. Like I want to be the mother you don't have uh, because you're hurting, you're hurting and I can fix this. Just be with me. Just be my toy. Just support my brand, support me and I'll lead you on to greatness. And, uh, but James took that bait immediately. 
and um, flew in and, you know, became besties forever. In every, like, text conversation, he calls her mom and calls James, um, the husband of Tati, dad. Uh, James, uh, the husband, taught him how to monetize his channel because James Charles was completely clueless. He did not know how to monetize his YouTube. Um, it, it was like almost weird sex culty shit, but okay. And she keeps listing and listing all these things she did for him. And um, when she launched Halo, James was there. And I called you out out of the crowd. I picked you out of the crowd when oh, I and launched she, she Halo. Cut in the video, she cuts to this moment. Like she yes. literally cuts and shows like her saying, James, you are on a rocket ship to fame and stardom. I'm so proud yeah. of you and everything you've done. It's insane. And I never asked for anything in return. I just Except wanted, she says, undying love. Like, yes. and the, and yeah. <laughs> she literally <laughs> like, says, I wanted to wrap him up and make him feel good, which is just like, <laughs> she doesn't understand how that sounds. It sounds sexual. It sounds uh, almost uh, erotic, uh, almost, uh, you know, like King Oedipus. And, uh, you know, she helped him with deals and blah, 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 blah. And then stuff started changing. I guess she realized he's gay or something like that because he, like, you started spewing gross stuff that I cannot unhear. Like, her yeah, because ear the, the, the first, like, real complaint she has before we even get to the, the hair vitamin debacle. Yeah. I believe this came first, right? In the video? I yes, she starts saying that she started saying gross shit. Yes, and it was at it was at her dinner. And this is one of the most shining moments of the whole series because it didn't land at first, but it, recently it's like started to crack through and people have realized it for what it really is, which is like ultimate high camp. Like, Mommy Dearest, like, turned to 54. And... Mm-hmm. It's her describing James Charles's conduct at the dinner table where she says, and you can't just be like sucking dick and cock at the dinner table at my birthday. Time and place. Time and place. Yeah. I have to apologize to my mother, to my family for you talking about sucking dick and cock. It comes out of nowhere, right? She she doesn't cuss a single <laughs> oh, time throughout oh, the video. Oh, it's shocking. Because, like we said earlier, she's like the gelatinous woman. And mm-hmm. you would never expect, you know, the owner of Halo Beauty, this beautiful housewife, Marnie, like, Marnie character, to like ever just say dick and cock. And it just comes out of her like an ejaculation. Wide-eyed, looking straight into the camera, sucking dick and cock. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god time and place it's so it's so theatrical too. um and you did it at my birthday dinner you know she and knows you exactly. did it at my birthday dinner <laughs> beautiful well and this is this is like where yeah. like one of the big foundational conflicts of the whole artistic endeavor here comes place which is like the woman versus the homosexual male it's like the collision of these two realities and their inability to truly ever merge successfully Mm. she she um wanted to be him and this is my theory this is my theory that's been sort of collaborated by a lot of people who have done sex work and who have um you know performed in many roles that allowed them to switch positions of power on men um 
Many gay men want to be beautiful women. They want oh, yes. to be beautiful women. They want to maybe not have the same levels of suffering and tragedy in their lives as beautiful women do. But many beautiful women want to also be beautiful young gay men. And this conundrum, this sort of dilemma, uh, is very well crystallized here. Like she wanted to touch a sort of strange divine in James. I truly believe that because she saw a meteoric rise of a very young boy from 17 years old to 10 million people watching his video. Well, people like 14, 15 year old kids. And as any gay man or uh, older woman will tell you, you know, you want to drink from the fountain of youth. You want mm -hmm. to, you want it to be forever. You want to have this power forever. And she saw that, I feel, in James very early on. And as soon as he started exhibiting human, normal human interactions that you would see in a company of gay men across the planet, like, you know, him being at the table and she goes, uh, you, your audience is 14 years old. How dare you say I love straight boys at my table? You can't say that. And, um, you, you know, she immediately pulled him to the side and told him, James, this is going to ruin your career. People are going to think you're a pedophile. Like, the, the jump was this immediate. Like, yeah, she saw behavior that, that like, a, a normal homosexual young man would exhibit, always. Like, oh, this, this boy is so cute. This waiter guy is so cute. And she pulled him aside and said, no, you can't no, say that. you cannot. Because, you know, this represents so many stresses between them. Because, like you said, like, her desire to, you know, transform into him, it would be just too good and too unfair if not only did he get to be the beautiful young gay man, like, this, like, cherub, like, but it would be especially unfair and cruel if he also had access to the forever impossible ideal of the homosexual male, which is the, you know, unrequited straight man that you can never truly love. If James Charles was able to trespass on that barrier, which I think he was, you know, on the way to doing, you know, we'll get there later when we talk about his video, but, like, if he had broken that border too, it would have mm -hmm. been too unfair. So, and it's her her gay like stolen baby running away from her and into the sexual realm mm -hmm. exactly running and, away from home yeah leaving the nest and um in fact his father was present there too and he told his father well uh, don't worry dad every straight man is a little bit gay there are no completely straight men and this shocked her also she was like how what what do you mean how like, why? Uh, and, you know, this is where the waiter comes in. Um, he, James, so apparently is yes, talking. Yes, a reoccurring character. Exactly. The yeah. waiter, of course. Gabriel. It's like a fucking the angel Agatha Gabriel. It's like an Agatha Christie novel as well. So the, wait <laughs> the waiter with a dildo in a library. Yeah. So um, um, she called everyone after this dinner. And apologized on his behalf. I don't know who asked her, but um, especially his mother. And uh, strange that she would go for his mom after the dinner. And uh, his mom kind of thanked her for uh, looking out for James and 
James's brother. Um, and then setting this up, this entire premise that James Charles might be a pedophile going after straight men to convert them into the horrors of homosexuality, she immediately goes into the sugar bear stuff. Like, no breaks. Um, she, she calls out his lies. She says that at Coachella, basically what happened at Coachella, just for people who have no fucking idea what happened, um, James had two passes for two days of Coachella. One pass was a sort of um, artist pass, which allowed access. And it gives you like special, like um, yeah. special security. And they went one weekend with just like VIP, not the artist pass. And uh, it was too stressful. So they had to get, they had to sign an emergency contract with readily available sugar bear hair, where James has to post uh promo for sugar bear hair on his Instagram story um, in order to get these artist passes. Yeah, yeah. So James was getting like swamped with fans, and uh, later he presents receipts that he spur of the moment um, messaged people from Sugar Bear and said, "Can we have like artist passes or security to lead us into cordoned off areas?" And she goes, "No, this was pre-planned. This was an arranged thing that you signed with Sugar Bear, and was too much of a pussy." to tell me that you're collaborating with my competitors and never told me a single thing about this, which is another lie, by the way. And, uh, you know, you, you, you just did this because you were scared of me. And, and uh, you sold out. And she just goes full on and says that he sold out. He sold out my friendship. He sold out your mother. And um, you, to- you, you said to me that many times that you don't like sugar bear hair. She starts crying at this point. Um, But I cannot be bought, she goes. And you're a phony, easily bought. It's it's almost like a Brooklyn, like, theater production. Like, you're a phony, easily bought. And I don't do that. I don't pay people for Instagram stories because contractually, James Charles was obliged to create an Instagram story for this security passes that they provided him with. I don't do that. My company, Halo, does not do that. And you didn't even mention my brand. And she keeps going on. Like, you didn't even mention my brand. You're my family. I still love you. This is not about money. She doesn't, she cannot decide whether this is about money or not. And then she completely breaks down and goes, I don't know what's coming next. I'm so scared of James Charles. Like, he's fucking Freddy Krueger. Like, holy shit, this is a 19-year-old boy. And I mean, I don't certainly want... he's looked like Freddy Krueger once or twice, well... but you would imagine that he could, that she could, you know, bridge the distance. Yeah, hopefully. I don't want to be worked and manipulated anymore. I'm tapping out, like another one of her little phraseologisms. Big silence after that for like a minute, so intense. Oh, I need the you welling guys. of the eyes, like oh, the, the, the puffed up eyes, like the, the tissue, hard. the nails. Oh, she, she, her... Everything, everything. It's like, you people need to watch this because it's, it's modern art. And then she goes, I'm all alone with you guys now. I forced myself to be a good person. How motherly that is. She's like, I forced myself to be a good person for you. Um, but I'm freaking afraid. Of, she goes, I'm freaking afraid of him. I don't feel safe. I don't want fear to control me. I still love him, but he's a mess. Wow. He knows too much. He can retaliate and strike 
back. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, she's like, and she sets it up like, one of the things that's so special about this is like, you know, even though surely like this was written and you can like tell her like checking, she's checking her script all the time, but it's like, yeah. it was still not at the level that anyone kind of knew what nuclear disaster this is going to end up at so mm-hmm. it has like a lot of gaps in between like the intended vision and what like it has like the the amateur yeah. effect and it makes it all so much more believable and engaging and her performance of suffering becomes even more clear because it's just so amateurishly like put together in so many ways so like you get like a the clearest vision possible of like a woman inventing herself in tragedy. And I mean, she's asking simultaneously for so many things like for sympathy and for revengeance against James Charles and um, for the like evocation of herself as a holy figure. And she's pulling at so many angles in such like an amateurish, like performative way. Oh my God. It feels like transcendent. It's it's Greek tragedy, and, and it's almost like watching an abuse victim go on. Like like she goes, you know, I'm scared. This person is her cards are stacked against me. She goes, like what cards, dude? Uh, but um, then the, she, the, the Greek thing is so right. Now that I think yeah. about it too, like she's the, Medea. Yeah. yeah, she's Medea. Like these overstated masks that they would wear, and it's like it's all the more true for how fake it is. Beautiful. And she finishes up by saying, like, this is for the ladies. I'm like, oh, what? oh, my God. I'm I, in my I 30s could not believe in the it. beauty industry. She just goes completely vaginal here. Uh, <laughs> and I'm be- behind the camera. I don't know how to edit. I'm not 25. And this is progress. And it matters. I'm like, oh, my God. Time and place. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> time and place but no she's she's ascending she, she was so right about the impulse because is that not exactly like how all politics behave her and aoc have like the same like diction when they speak it's like yeah. they have like the same thing it's like here is how i'm a victim by whatever monstrous force i've characterized is here's like how i've suffered and how i'm going to keep suffering infinitely in this suspended state of pain and this is progress because i'm still here it matters yeah it, it matters. matters i'm rising up from like the pit of blood like i yeah, have it's, been it's vengeance coming from the well that painting yes, yeah, exactly. yes i have been raped like my hands have been cut off with sticks shoved into them <laughs> my tongue cut out and now my father my fans are coming to cook them all into pies yeah and She's so beautiful and so tragic. And um, I mentioned to you in a DM that this plays out like a Greek tragedy, you know, a descent of a woman into Inferno almost like she 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 has been betrayed by essentially her son, essentially a person who she treated like her son, like her child and um, betrayed in the most bizarre way. Like, I guess the most bizarre, impossible to like truly make tangible way like. The yeah. whole conflict here is so vapid. It's vapid, but she constantly says that she's a very Christian woman. She believes in God. And his vulgarity, I guess, or whatever it was at the table, whether it happened or not, uh, hurt her on like a spiritual level. It's like a spiritual wound. It's like a, like a, like a brand on the brain, you know? It's like... Mm-hmm. 
he, he almost threw her down into Hades and now she's struggling. She goes like, please help me get back to normal. She, she's like, you know, he knows too much. He's a mess. I love him. <laughs> help, help. She's struggling. And she's like scrabbling to get, get back up. And she's so, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's an art piece. What can I it say? Is, yeah. I mean, and it just, um, all of the aesthetic elements that we like mentioned at the very beginning, like uh, posed with like this, like theatrical womanliness that she's doing. I mean, it really is like high gender art. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends with like a white screen that says, thanks for watching. (laughs) 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 This is so YouTube insanity. It's like so YouTube bipolar. She can't um, escape the YouTube confines that are, like, format, put in her. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. the format, like, returns, like, cage her in. Like, she will never, like, she's like, this is progress. Like, this is, this is worth something. This means something. And then it's, like, caged in by that fucking thanks for watching white screen at the end. <laughs> well, one thing I yeah, wanted to ask you. this 19-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I, I've always been curious. Like, what do you think she thought was going to happen after, like, after the release of this video? Um, you assume that this woman thought something is going to happen. It's a release. It's a purely, um, it's an exchange of energy. It's a pure release of energy that's been building up inside of her, I think, since the moment she met him. There is no expectation of result. There is no expectation of uh, salvation even, or like remedying the relationship between them. It's just a release of fury. Like constant release of <laughs> suffering and fury. It's like it's like yes. living in a pain body. It's like yeah, this is my pain body, and it's yours now too. You know, it's it's like here you are. This, this is my forty-seven minute suffering. orgasm. Like absolutely, it's the the sexual tension that she has masochistic. been establishing. Yeah, the masochistic sexual tension that she's been establishing with her faux son for three years. Like he was at her wedding. Like. He did her makeup on her wedding day. He's in the wedding video. Like, all of these, like, tick, tick, tick. Like, all of these, like, further steps, like, on this, like, sex death together. And then she finally explodes, like, in this 40-minute, like, gushy glop of a video. Yeah. This 19-year-old man is a pedophile. And he's Bye, trying sister. to convert. <laughs> Bye, sister. <laughs> the title is really special. Yeah, but because that's how James Charles greets his uh, sisters, which are his followers. And I don't think that this was her idea out of all of this. I think this was suggested to her. Um, As we'll find out, there there was a lot of things suggested to her. Uh, But um, I think by sister might have been a Shane Dawson production. (laughs) (laughs) By sister is so perfect. It just... It encapsulates the whole delusional energy of the video as well. Like, it's it's so final. Uh-huh. It's such an ending. It's so over. And it's so catastrophically, like, misaligned with, like, trapped in a YouTube, like, gay lingo hellscape that it's, like, devolved mm-hmm. into. It's, like, this, you know, uptight, like, loving Christian woman who wants everybody to love themselves so much. Like, she can't escape from the impulse to buy sister. Yeah. She may as well have called it, like, Die Queen. Yeah. (laughs) Our suicide. Our mutual (laughs) suicide. Double suicide. Because she knows there's no returning from this. If there's one thing she knows, it's that there is no going back after that. Because she's been 
hurt so much, she wants to hurt people. This is a very uh, female trait, as they say on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I am in so much suffering. I want the world to hear my suffering. It's like that scene from Midsommar when they all start screaming together. It's like, I want the nature to breathe my suffering. And it's all because he made a comment about (laughs) some waiter, dude. Um, But but, but you have to understand, this is uh, a very sort of touchy subject and I don't want to go into the saying that this is an exclusively female psyche thing but it's a a trait of some very closeted very sort of cared for individuals who have been brought up in church who have been brought up in a waspy neighborhood who have been you know touched by the, the internal light when something this vulgar happens and it's not vulgar it's nothing but to them, it's it's like almost it's a poison. It's yeah. world shattering. Shattering, absolutely. And so it hurt her very deeply. I truly believe that. I don't think that this is played or this is like inflated or anything. This is what she truly feels, and she no, wants I think so to too. Suffer. Yeah, I completely agree that this is authentic. Like it's emotionally authentic. Like she yeah. absolutely like felt so scorned and hurt by it, and. This um, orgasmic, like, video project of manifesting and trying to defeat all of it at once. I mean, it's it's perfect for that. And that it's a failure makes it even more special. Yes, exactly. It's almost like the piano teacher, you know? Like, when she Mm -hmm. stabs her own heart at the end of it, she, she wants him to feel how she feels. But it's so ineffectual. That all she can do is stab her herself and like yeah, ruin. She herself. pokes herself with a with a fucking eyeliner pen. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, where this video ends, there's one final like slip, one one more notch into hell before it all completely breaks down, and that's in the video that was published. I think just like nine days or like eleven days later, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a week or ten days later. And this video is called, Why I Did It. Never in a million years would I think that this situation would reach what it did. I would have to say that I was not right and feeling Why I did it. Why I did it. Because James Charles was quiet. Nobody was saying anything. And people started really going for him. He lost um, several hundreds of thousands of followers after that. I think it was millions. Well, eventually it would be millions. Eventually it would be a couple or three million. Um, She gained a lot of followers. Hundreds of thousands. Five million. Oh, God, you know more than I do. I, it's just because she mentions it in the video. and it, it, Oh, it, right. It, yeah, it, it <laughs> sparked my does. memory when I saw it. But yeah, she gained 5 million followers because she accidentally activated the homophobic impulse that everyone was kind of like... I, I don't want to just say it's homophobic, you know, but it's like the entire culture's like a, like bitter jealousy towards a successful, beautiful, young cherub. And uh, I when this came out, the the bi sister video, 
Mm-hmm. I was in Japan, but it feels like I was back in America because <laughs> every like all of my friends were talking to me about it, and I still like when I think about the video, I still feel like I watched it at first in the states, which isn't true. But like literally, like it it turned the world over. Like everyone was finally like, justified in hating James Charles for his Ebola racism and everything. It was like she touched a cultural nerve, and then accidentally inspired like or not even accidentally but she inspired an exodus of people yeah uh it takes you there it 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 transforms you along with itself it takes you to america to a very special part of california to to this industry nobody's part of except for like a small group of people and this is a follow-up video and she thanks everyone for subscribing And she says, I've been at home reflecting. Uh, I I thought I would take the hit, which is so self-deprecating and so methodistic still. She goes, I thought people would despise me, but no, they actually despise Dame Charles. How cute is that? How great is that? But I don't want any more abusive memes, you guys. Like, please don't, don't. I just wanted to reach someone unreachable. Reach someone unreachable. Um, Do you think in regards to what you said, do you think some women want to abuse straight men through gay men? Like oh, certainly. Like, <laughs> like be mean to to their gay friends and then they would get the pleasure they would derive from telling all of these things to their spouses and boyfriends. Absolutely. I mean no doubt. And I mean as we like later find out, like she was in extreme marital strife like during all of this. Like yeah. um I'm sure she, uh, her relationship with her really fat, unattractive husband, like played a part in this. <laughs> and He's okay. when I was uh, doing like my uh, my uh, idols episode with River back in June, like we talked a lot about like um, the female like anime impulse to like um, re manifest themselves as like beautiful like eighteen year old like Japanese boys basically, and yes. uh, you know I'm sure like the stress of that like plus like this like erotic element that's like misplaced in her from her like crumbling marriage with her husband like makes like her fury and like her like vengeance against james like that much sharper absolutely but she is a little more measured here she she knows what she's done yes she's trying to sort of figure out what to do next and she goes back and forth a lot in why i did it uh like she goes uh, you know, I still love you. I still love you. I'm your friend, uh, despite the fact I just called you a pedophile like a week ago. Um, but I, I wanted to wake up someone I love. I wanted to wake them up, um, which is essentially translated into start start being an adult or stop being an adult. Uh, right. I'm not sure. Uh, but she goes like, don't drag him. Please, nobody deserves that. But somebody had to say all this. Okay. And then she immediately goes back onto the attack and goes to says that your behavior is dangerous, which is like what what should people do like imprison James Charles for what how is he dangerous and my notes for this last part of this video just say cries cries big beautiful lashes she looks amazing <laughs> here oh my god so hot big red eyes so hot when she cries beautiful face pink flushed lips like a pussy and they are pink they are flushed and she's looking even more sexualized here for some reason 
Um, she, her lashes are bigger. Her face is more flushed. Um, she's closer to the camera. Uh, it's the same sort of neutral, uh, sterile environment as before, but it's a little warmer. And um, she's sort of pulling in the new subs. She's sort of going like, hey, I, I couldn't be a mom to James Charles, but I can be your mom, maybe, if you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, she really breaks down by the end of this video. She starts weeping openly. Her eyes go really red. Um, it's very hot. I have to admit, it's just well, it's just beautiful. What's really special to me about this is it's very much like Audrey waking up in the white room in like Twin Peaks of Return, like staring mm -hmm. into the mirror because she got what she wanted. Like she did exactly what she set out to do, but now she has to like live in the reality that she like so forcefully created. And you can kind of start to see the first like inspirations of panic in her. Yes, she then, she goes back and forth a lot. Yeah, like, the weeping, you know, over, like, uh, all of this, and, oh, it's gotten so out of control, like, this whole time, like, she's still being, like, I had to do this because, you know, James is, like, you know, so dangerous or whatever, but you can also, like, tell that she's, like, oh, my God, like, I didn't, like, I didn't quite know, like, where I was walking into. She's, like, Beatrice, she didn't know what forest she had just stumbled into yeah. on her own will. Absolutely. This is a hell of her own making. She she completely constructed it, and now she's realized that she's trapped into a narrative. And um, James is completely silenced throughout this. Uh, well, not completely. He, he is trying to contact her and her husband by text throughout this uh, entire uh, seven or ten days. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's not responding. And he's not responding. It's right. like he's been cut out of her life. And um, and there, there is the one weepy video that he did with no makeup that he, like, filmed on his iPhone. Um, yeah. That I don't really, like, count as an official part of the story, but was, like, rather, like... It's non-canon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not canon, but, I mean, it's worth bringing up that it exists. But it really is, like, uh, the fox getting, getting bit in the trap and beginning to thrash. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's good for context. And, like, he basically just, like, apologizes, and uh, that's all it is. Like, he doesn't defend himself at all. He just, uh, you know, gives in. Um and so that was kind of the, the only comment we had received yet. So Tati continues to forge the narrative in the white room. Yes. Very esoteric, very mystical. Um, she sits at a very strange angle, almost sort of half turned to the camera throughout the second part of the video. And she sort of is talking almost to someone else in in the room. She, she, she like... You know, there is a lot of psychological manipulation going on into how she sets up these videos. A lot of MK Ultra stuff going on. But um, uh, her voice and, like, how she set it up, she knows what's happened, but she just doesn't know how to go on from this. And um, then it all implodes. <laughs> then it all really implodes. Yes, because uh, the next video in this sequence is... No More Lies by James Charles.
on. Can you just give me one second? I'm ironically enough doing an ad for makeup. <laughs> Are you really? On my telegram, yeah. I'm like posting an ad. Hang on. I'm doing an integration. <laughs> Wait, an integration? What is that? Well, well, that's what they call it when you sort of try to pretend that it's not an ad. And you go like, oh my God, I just found this cute little brand. That's so cute. And they use boys in their branding. So like they prove that boys can wear makeup too. This isn't my words, but um, that's what When you want. write this stuff, is it like, uh, are you like doing it like under your persona or are you doing it under somebody else's? No, it's or- me. It's my channel. It's, um, it's uh, a personal channel. So everyone knows it's me. So I'm like, oh my God, so can make a brand so cute. Can I include just... this? Y- yes, sure. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I feel like it's also like kind of like hellscapey and as well. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like when we're taking a break, there is a makeup company that's doing a, a male um, line. And they're messaging me like, you should have supposed to post that post three hours ago and i'm like well you didn't confirm it you didn't well they paid me of course but you know (laughs) (laughs) like you had to confirm the text that i sent you to confirm it see this is how it works like uh every single word has to be confirmed you can't say things the brand don't doesn't want you have to say exactly what they want and you have to make it look like it's your words so it's almost like you're brainwashing yourself into saying someone else's ad speak yeah i I interviewed for a job for like a like advertorial writing basically and like you had to like uh do fake interviews with like companies basically and um what you do is like you they do glamour interviews with them and you have to like sell to the companies and be like you want to you want to buy this like interview from us basically and i got pretty far in the interview process and um at one point, they put us all in this, like, gray room in Shibuya, and we're like, okay, all of you are competing for the same job. Like, there's 30 of you, and we're doing three of these sessions with 30 people. So I got to watch, like, a legion of, like, lost, unemployed people or, like, people on the brink of their jobs, like, try to, like, uh, rewrite themselves and copyright to, like, sell advertorials to uh, train CEOs and stuff. Yeah. You have to sell yourself. It's essentially what these people are talking about in this saga. They all are selling themselves for YouTube money or for, you know, sugar bear hair money. It doesn't really matter. So really it's personal, but they're trying to make it not personal. They're trying to make it business. Like you hurt my business for not promoting Halo Beauty. You're hurting my business by promoting its competitor. Um, That happens in my line of work. Sometimes people get offended at you posting the wrong ad especially other influencers or other bloggers they get scared like oh he's getting like um citibank is paying him to to make an ad why am not i'm not getting citibank or um i've posted recently an ad for a company that sort of screwed some people over with their paychecks nothing too major but it wasn't even the same company it was just an affiliate Mm -hmm. but other influencers got really pissed at me for promoting that company. It's like, how can you? They have bad business practices. And I, I got so hurt. I got so hurt. My feelings were so hurt. For, because these people have supported me and I supported them. They were my <laughs> friends. They weren't Toddy Westbrook. 
to me, but they were my close friends. And I was like, why are, do these people care who I promote? I'm making money. Shouldn't you be happy that I'm making money, that I'm going places, <laughs> that I'm getting presents from these people every day in the mail? Uh, and they were like, no, you know, you're friends with a company that's my enemy. So you're my enemy now. And it's bewildering. It's a, like, I'm 36, right? This is an entirely new ballpark for me. I had no idea people could get, could get pissed for you at you for promoting a banking service. Like, not even like a loan service. God Well, I mean, this I is kind of like that. the inevitable fallout of uh yeah i mean like this is like kind of the only work that anyone who's like minorly successful does anymore is like uh advertising and like learning yeah. how to sell a brand of yourself like even like my friends who like do like accounting and stuff um for like financial holdings groups or whatever like they all have to do it in a branded way as well like, everything is just like it's like the death like the true death of literature is like the only like real like literature that's being produced at all of the self genuinely anymore is like all ad copy mm-hmm. and like the way you conduct yourself in, in meetings and how you write your email it's uh distressing but i mean if you're making your money what can you do that's the thing people will think that you're going after their bag they, they think and then they associate that with their family welfare and they go like oh my god like this person is getting new ads that I'm not getting. So he's hurting my family's business. He's hurting my family's uh, future. Oh, he's God, I can't wait until budget. I can just get a fucking visa and work at a bar until <laughs> I die. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, and, like, Golden Guy, like, uh, like, uh, like a little bar, like a hole-in-a-wall bar. Yeah, I mean, that's the vision. I'm going to, like, give it until I can get my permanent residency visa. Hopefully, I'll make some money in my corporate job now, and then I'll be able to, like, have enough to open one and just, like, vanish out of or, yeah. out of advertising and, any, and sales and businesses. I, like, I literally just want to sell drinks and, like, have men molest me in a bar again. We're, we're putting it into the universe right now, as Tatiana would say. Like, we're putting it into the universe. It's real now. We're making it real. Shall we speak about um, No More Lies? No More Lies. Never. This is my favorite out of all of the videos. This is a, a, a piece de resistance. This is definitely the most well-rehearsed, well-shot, well-made. And it goes, like, I've... I've sped up some of these previous videos a little bit. I couldn't speed this one up. He speaks a hundred miles an hour. So fast. So fast. Really on point. Uh, Like, like a machine gun. He goes on and on and he goes like, he, he doesn't even like stop to cry or stop to weep or get stressed. He immediately goes, I don't ask for forgiveness, but please just watch this through. And uh, it's immediately engaging. Like what, what do you mean you don't ask for forgiveness? You should, like, ask for it forever. And um, he immediately goes real soft on Tatiana and, and goes, like, she has a huge heart and we all need to move on. Um, and strangely enough, this, uh, what, 45-minute video, almost an hour, mm-hmm. uh, he devotes a tiny fraction of it to the sugar bear hair thing and the vitamins. Like, about three minutes of, of the entire thing is devoted to the vitamins. He goes through it at a bullet speed, like, uh, uh, you know, the artist pass was provided by a brand, and I don't know what brand, not Sugar Bear, another brand. And then 
uh, he had some drama at Coachella. He was talking to a boy for six months, and he was meeting up oh. with a boy. Yes, okay, and... this is the first thing that caught my eye, too, is because, the you know, the first... Instinct, the first sexual instinct in by sister is because of you know James and his boys or, or what have you, mm-hmm. and it comes up right away. It's like minute three, and he says, "I was having boy drama," and then all of a sudden, like it all clicks into place, and you see the cascade like in motion. Yeah, and he says the boy drama clouded his memories, which is so romantic, and um, his memories of Coachella. Yes. No, me first go tell. This is why uh, this is why Lana Del Rey's sorry to go on a tangent, but this is why like that Lana Del Rey song about Coachella I think is actually genius. Like <laughs> like the one where yeah. she's like singing about North Korea and like the world ending and she's like, But I was having my memories at Coachella. It's like James Charles was too. Yeah. The memories were clouded. And um so he basically shows all the receipts for the fact that the sugar bear hair thing was not planned uh with the timestamps. um it was not safe and then he starts mentioning nikita dragon who got an artist ass why didn't he get an artist ass well whatever and uh, so he <laughs> confirms that he texted sugar bear hair and it was not a pre-planned thing but uh the monday after coachella he was supposed to post the ad um, for Sugar Bear, and he texted Taddy to make sure that's okay, and he shows her response that it, it, you're breaking my heart, you're supporting my competition, you're make you're breaking my heart, um, and here is where it comes back to what I uh, usually do, like I when I see people reacting this way to an, an ad that I posted that they don't like, I would rather give back the money, delete the ad, and keep a sort of civil relationship with them, even though they're insane for doing this in the first place, but whatever. James did not do that, although he could have. He could have... Could he have? The the passes were already... No, there was a contract that he immediately signed, but he could um, uh, basically say that, unfortunately, due to some new circumstances, I have to you know, pay back because James Charles oh, yeah, is a break multimillionaire. Like, okay, got it, yeah. Yeah, he's a multimillionaire. Like, whatever Sugar Bear Hair paid for these VIP or artist passes, uh, he could have paid it back uh, if, you know, he wanted to keep the toddy in his life so much, but I don't know. Um, but I guess he decided not to do that. He just uh, called and, and texted Toddy until she just went completely unresponsive. And... Um, uh, posted, of course, by sister. Um, so that's all he really says about the product ad. Um, one he, one thing from this like, yeah. section that I want to bring up um, that's really important to like the structuring of this video is like, um, you know, Tati had her few like slip-ins where she like showed like clips in the past that are like meant to emotionally emotionally like, terrorize you into taking her side. But James, like, does, like, this, like, Shin Godzilla effect where he just, <laughs> like, puts the screenshot. Just, he puts it there. There's no, like, cute little ding or, like, it doesn't, like... Uh, there's a few times where it, like, cuts and he, like, shows, like, stuff briefly. But most of, like, the, like, uh, heterodigetic footage that comes here is just, like, plastered on the screen for, like, three seconds, like, bludgeons you with information like yeah it's exactly like shin godzilla like listing every room and person that's speaking yes yes and then they switch and then they switch and then it's this screenshot and that screenshot it's a it's a visual assault and we mentioned 
how Tati framed her videos, this is a direct opposite. It's stark. He cuts in pieces of his no makeup face almost immediately because he wanted to add to the chronology of the thing. So it cuts between him with makeup, like almost black face, really. Like he almost <laughs> looks Latina here. Like he looks great. Know, he looks beautiful. He's a he's you know, he he his makeup face is very beautiful. It's 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 a female face. Like it's I don't know. Is it a female face? Is I don't it, know what it is. Is it drag? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like a, an image of what James Charles think a girl looks like. It's, no, it's it's like the perfected like pretty boy gay. Like um, there's like this really haunted image of like four like thirteen or fourteen year olds like sitting at a bar like all like yes. done up in the same face and like that's like what they're sh- like that's what James face looks like is what they're shooting for. Like he really has like perfected like that image of like the Holy fag in that way. Like it's, it's so meticulous. And I love that he does the video and makeup as well. And like, especially beat, like especially put together because like Tati did and he wasn't going to not. Yes. But he also makes it even more real by inserting parts of him with no makeup like his right. exceptionally stark face like he's pink he has acne and his his uh, skin is irritated because any youtuber's skin is irritated all the time and he he's just like sorry for like i could this is, like, so, this is really yeah. unprofessional for this kind of video yes yeah. <laughs> but but you know it's real now you know you know how much i feel about this how sincere i am and and the stark uh, contrast be- between like the 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 oxidated face, like the L.A. tap water face, and like the yes. the, the beautiful angel, like it makes the the cherubic angel of James Charles stand out even more. Yeah. Uh, whereas Taddy sort of went through uh, went for a very neutral kind of leveled visual effect. This is a visual assault. It's yes. so brightly lit. It, there is no background. It's just. Whiteness, white, white, the white uh, void behind him, because there is no content. There is nothing but him and his face and the screenshots. Like when Tati kind of creates the reality in in her video, it's you know the homey reality. Like you're in the home with Tati. Like you're yeah. in like the cult bunker with her as she like is like fiddling with the butcher knife, like speaking to you about how much she loves you. Like she is dragging you into your house, like full on martyrs mode. And, like, Martyrs, like, looks the same as her video does. But, like, (laughs) it's, like, the same set, honestly. But James Charles obliterates all reality except for what he has to say. I mean, and it's propaganda, too. But it's, like, so clearly aware of itself as propaganda. Whereas the Tati video is, like, like kind of uh, clumsy. Failed. Yeah, failed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Genius move by James, really, because this takes him out of the personality of James Charles. And this is like, this is deus ex machina, as I said to you once. It's it's like the voice of God. This is not James Charles speaking. This is is, uh, the unadulterated, undisputable truth. This is the voice of truth coming to you from the white void of (laughs) of, Of God. Of God, yeah. Yeah, heaven. (laughs) This is the end of Evangelion for this saga. And it's like, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a giant face of Toddy like floating in the background smiling. I mean, especially uh, like, a, I, I don't know if you've seen the most recent in the Reboot series, like 3.0 plus 1.0. No, unfortunately well, not. Sorry, I'm going to spoil it for you. Spoil but it, it. like, uh, I that's actually one series that I don't 
appreciate spoilers for and people should just watch like without knowing anything but in any case like uh it's especially like um postmodern because like the the ray head when they kind of restage end of evangelion is like fully a it's digital, chubby like, it's a, it's a, <laughs> no it's like a chubby digital face mapped version of yeah. ray that like i've it's, seen like, that it th- that's what's showing up here yeah. Tati, like, floating away like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> like a big inflated face. Okay, honestly, though, like, James, like, looks like Shinji, too. Like, they are kind very, of. like, they, he has, like, his unassuming boyishness. Like, I mustn't run away. It's a little, then, a little Adidas tracksuit. Yes, and with then a this is him in the fucking Ava wielding the lance of Longinus about to stab himself and end instrumentality. <laughs> yeah, yes. you, have, you have to pilot the palette. Uh, so um so yeah he spends like five minutes talking about the the sugar bear hair thing whatever and then he immediately goes to the allegations of straight men uh and him going after straight men oh he says Um, let's talk about boys let's talk about boys yes uh, oh, before he does that, he strangely starts crying a little bit and goes on about his mom. Oh, his mom. The mom bit is very crucial because the mother, the, the only true mother in the whole debacle yeah. haunts this series of videos. Absolutely. <laughs> because Tati um, is jealous of her and like wants to slit yeah. her throat and become her, as she also wants to become James simultaneously. Like, absolutely, like, Norman Bates. But, like... Um, yeah, James... she, she mentioned his mother, and then she mm-hmm. he goes like, "I love my mother." But it's like, and then he starts crying, and he really. I goes think she does it. a damn good job. I and think he the... raised a damn good boy. I think she did a damn good job, <laughs> and the way that he does that, I, if I do say so myself, is what he says. It's like <gasps> jaw dropping because his cadence changes. He. I, I was cooking while I was rewatching this, and I stopped, right. and I had to look at the screen as he says. If I do say so myself. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so the pacing of this is wonderful. And he immediately goes into the, the allegations and he immediately starts it with, I'm a virgin, by the way. I don't get a lot of action. I don't know if you can imagine <laughs> this, but I don't think you understand. I don't get a lot of action. I'm a virgin. I'm 19. And um, he basically fully denies uh, using any of his fame to uh, get uh, sex. Um, Sucking dick and cock apparently never happened. Um, There was a a cute boy in a restaurant, but the conversation around him never got inappropriate. And um, he continually starts saying, the waiter found it flattering. The waiter found it flattering. He said it's flattering. It was consensual. Um, he found it extremely flattering. He liked it. And uh, James apparently did talk to the other wait staff to find out the, the guy's number. Um, but they, they uh, didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. And he says, well, the fact that I constantly was saying I'm famous, I can get any straight men it's kind of a running joke between our in-group of friends. We call meatballs famous. We call food <laughs> famous. If food is tasty, we say it's so famous. What, is... What, what, what is the exact franchise he brought up that I thought was like so quaint and ridiculous? He's like, oh, these Buffalo Wild Wings are so famous. Yes. 
it was something like that. It was something like fucking Applebee's or some shit. But it was <laughs> yeah. like, it was, it was uh, yeah, it's an in-joke. I don't mean to say that I'm famous and I can get any man that I want. Um, so he, he continues with the story that of the waiter named Sam, um, you know, he, he finally talked to him because Sam messaged Slid him. into his DMs. Slid. Um, Oh God, that is something that I I always find really hilarious about this is like they both like are always like they can't get this like gay lingo out of their head. Like the YouTube refuses to exit either of them. And while like, yeah, James does it more artfully and it like sounds a little bit more natural coming out of his 19 year old mouth. Like when Tati does it, she says like tea and and receipts. <laughs> this fucking 39 year old woman and she's like the tea of it all and the receipt maybe the shade, wig. yeah yeah maybe wig. the work and twirl <laughs> yeah god it's so terrible when a 39 year old woman tries to do that but um uh yeah so the guy slid in his dms and he told james that he's bisexual not straight and, oh, and then he plasters the quote that says, I'm bi from him. The DM that says, I'm bi. Yeah. He puts that right on top of that bitch, Tati Westbrook's face, as uh, she, uh, as the clip, like, repeats in this, like, a hellish warp of her being, like, <laughs> yeah. being, like, he added, trying like, to her trick face, like, straight men. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's incredible. He could, she could have photoshopped a wart on her face or like, a, like <laughs> just drawn like, like a an witch. eye patch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the guy told him he's bisexual and James invited him to his hotel and the, the Sam, the waiter, agreed and they cuddled. Whatever they the watched fuck that a means. movie, which also I can't what do you think? What do you think they watched? I can't. What do you I, think? I, Lost they, in Translation? They put on Netflix. I am not, like it, obviously Netflix, right? Right, right. But like they, this is the one thing I'm like they could not have watched something. James Charles can't watch a movie. I can't imagine him watching anything more than ten minutes. And it's like, <laughs> what, what, what did you guys watch? A hundred year, hundred and twenty days of Sodom. What, what, what the fuck? What, what did you watch? You know, they, <laughs> they probably kind of made out, and they made out, and they put James the movie on twenty minutes past, and they make out. Yeah. This is, you know, how it's always happened. They don't know. They don't even know what the movie was. And James immediately intercuts it with the video that the waiter has now uploaded to YouTube, grasping for his fifteen minutes, and the waiter says, "Worst." kiss of my life way too much tongue and then james says note taken note <gasps> taken and um he says it in like the, the nicest like friendliest cutest way possible like when he like did a that puppy yeah. i know it that was another completely winning moment like the that and the and if i do say so myself like those two moments are so winning like they're perfectly vulnerable i mean he's acting and like reading from a script the whole time obviously but it's so flawlessly executed it's destruction it's like he pulls a fucking katana out of a fucking sheath and fucking slices a bamboo shoot and a you, wind it, blows you can and it tell james down. charles that he's a shitty kisser and he will make it cute like james charles is note obliterating taken. you note taken it, it's destruction. It's utter destruction in the best way possible. And um, then James Charles asked the Sam the waiter to not leave him, but he left anyway. Baby got stressed and ran away. And then he hammers it with full consent. Full consent was asked. <laughs> Everything happened was fully consensual. More screenshots, screenshots, screenshots. Um, 
then Sam, the poor baby, got a little confused. And he started uh, texting James that, oh, I'm actually completely straight. Then he texted, no, I'm actually fully gay. Um, or maybe I'm not fully gay. Maybe I'm, I'm like, bye. Uh, you know, the guy was all over the place. And finally, he, as James puts it, trapped him into FaceTiming for his attention-grabbing video on YouTube. Illegally. 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 Entrapment. Entrapment. <laughs> um, to freedom. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, so James was extremely confused by this boy not being confident of his sexuality. Um, and then uh, a conversation happened with Tati, who warned him that this is a very dangerous area and that he shouldn't be texting with this boy. Um, he, he, James goes on a tangent about how virginal and loveless he is here, uh, like Q radio heads creep playing in the distance, but he says he's flirty and reactive. Which well, is like same. This is kind of like the the big like turnabout moment as well, yeah. because like the way he was being characterized was like as like literally a sexual predator, and um, you know, lover or hater. Contrapoints uh, in her cancellation video. Have you ever seen that? Yes, yes, I yeah. have. So she kind of does like the case study of this, like from like the the cancellation point of view or whatever. And um, I mean, she's really articulate with with it and she phrases it like really perfectly clear about like how this like uh cancellation of james on tati's behalf like was immediately like ravaged up by the public and he was characterized as like a sexual predator um like non-stop like people like writing like more fictions about like him like molesting men in toilets and stuff and mm -hmm. what's incredible is that he does such an about face and manifests like all of that energy into recharacterizing himself as a lost gay man in the world, like a lost little boy. It's, it's truly artistic in the way that like how Bjork is able to like create a running narrative, like with each album or like Madonna can do that. Like him being able to take all of these like cultural perceptions about him that have been born and then switch them into a new channel is truly incredible. Only a really young, beautiful person can do that. Only a, like a really beautiful, young human being can make that about face and go like, I touched a boy in a bathroom, in a public bathroom, and then tried to coerce a waiter into having sex with me <laughs> in the hotel room. You know, it's, it's only like a, a very attractive young person can do that. And also, um, just masterful. I don't know. Uh, this is so masterfully made. I, I was, I was slack jawed watching this. Like I know it's, it's just, it's an assault it, on the senses. This is Wagnerian, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. it really is. Like when I was talking about it a few weeks ago on this show, like this is absolutely like the kind of like uh, power that like Wagner was able to like characterize himself with, yeah. and, like no matter what was going on around him, like. James Charles is also capable of the same. And it makes sense that in the contemporary moment, the only person who could ever do that is a beauty influencer on YouTube. Like, nobody else, like, no other artist, if you want to, you know, use that expression, has the sort of cultural capital in order to pull off such masterful manifestations of the self. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and It's breathtaking. Uh, 
this is also strangely the first moment where he goes into his sexuality and he inserts this is the first moment we see Jeffree Star in, in the saga. Uh, and the arrival of the Jeffree arrival Star. Of Satan, yeah. Satan arrives in a golden chariot. And Jeffree's talking about how he's only into mask straight men, very masculine, very straight, and how it's a secret, how he's a secret in his friend group. Um, and people are confused whether he's a woman, whether he's transgender, whether he's gay, whatever. And that straight men love feminine boys behind closed doors. Um, and that, that all straight men are secretly attracted to feminine gay men and, 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 and drag queens and, and all of that. You know, it, it's just smack dab in the middle of the video. Um, and, okay, and like that's insane. It it yeah. really is because um, I think that that like a uh, cultural idea is very close to like uh, you know, crossing the border point. Like that, it's gonna tip over like pretty soon. I think, mm-hmm. and I've been forecasting this for months. But eventually, one of like the big rappers is gonna come out like as dating a tranny. Like it's any day now, basically. Sure. And James Charles and his team of writers or whoever like helped him put this together like was able to like successfully like see like the beginning shadows of that appearing on the horizon and then he includes like 45 seconds of it and then it's like I think this is a really articulate point of view and something I have experienced myself and so like not only is he like kind of beginning the inklings of something that I think is going to become a really prominent cultural force soon but he's also weaponizing it as a way to like defend himself against Tati and the arrival of Satan, Jeffree Star. Yes, yes. And, and then I also goes, agree with yeah, him. Sorry. I Sorry, I just, I agree with him completely. Like, this is all true. Like, it's all true. Of, like, I'm I sure. And I think that, honestly, if this hadn't happened to James, like, he would probably be doing what Jeffree Star does, which is, like, date straight guys. Like, mm-hmm. that, but this cultural meteor hit him and, like, now... Who who even knows? Yeah. And then he goes on the counter assault against Tati and goes into LGBT issues and goes, this is feeding the fear Homophobia. of gays <laughs> attacking straight men. This is feeding the myth that gays are attra- attacking straight men. This is villainizing gays. Everyone is saying that. I'm a villain uh, that that goes after a straight man. A bunch of lies. He addresses here the bunch of lies about him touching a boy in a bathroom in high school. You know, this is homophobia. And you cannot answer anything to that. You cannot say like, well, I'm not being homophobic in my video about you trying to attract a straight guy. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeding into homophobia. What can you do? You cannot do anything. You cannot counterattack that. This is like a checkmate. And then he goes back to the timeline and attacks Jeffree Star. Basically, yeah. he goes after Jeffree Star. Yeah, and just like to sum it up briefly, because I mean, it gets into so many like minute details of timelines, and, like his brother, like and his clinical depression, and um, bannings on from the household and Twitter. All of, it's like it's quite uh, complicated, and it's worth like watching the video for the whole picture. But basically. Um, James, without even, like, directly saying it, like, he kind of implicates Jeffree Star as the person who's been behind all of this. Everything. Everything. And I 
am really fascinated by Jeffree Star, honestly. Because number one, of him being, like, a visible, like, gender goblin that is, like, <laughs> beloved by straight men. And, like, lots of guys are, like, really into that. Like, I, I like that for him. I like that he has, like, a like a kind of, like, Naziist past, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. past, basically. And, like, has so much, like, a racist backstory or whatever behind him. And just, like, continues, like, moving forward. And then I also love... That he's just a fucking YouTube super villain who is calculating and firing off drama, like moving around little chess pieces. Mm-hmm. Both Sele. of the yes, exactly. Demons. Both of these people, Jeffrey Star and Shane Dawson, who are uh, going to come into this story more prominently from now on, are demons. They're actual demons on Earth, um, because Jeffrey, uh, you know, had a big, big. Uh, story and history of, of, of drama and Nazi scandals and racism scandals and blackface and using the N-word. And Shane Dawson, they're both like 34, 35. Oh, Shane Dawson too. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, well, a bunch of blackface. Was his character like Shaniqua or something? Shaniqua, <laughs> yes. Um, but Shane Dawson was a titan of YouTube. And, um, you know, he started in like 2008. And... Uh, these videos were resurfaced. Jaden Smith accused him of posting an old video where he was touching himself to a poster of 11 year old Willow Smith. And he's been demonetized. And, you know, both of these men are Satan incarnate. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and it comes into play very openly. And um, James starts sort of dissecting them in a very careful, very gentle and completely innocuous sort of manner. Like he posts, like, this is what they sent me. Like, look at all these receipts. Like, look at all these screenshots. Like, this is what they tried to do. And this is what they tried to do. And this is how many, they manipulated the narrative. And this is how they manipulated Toddy. And this is how many manipulated me. And this is how they manipulated everyone else. You know, he's so innocent throughout this entire video, a huge video, uh, that you cannot help but believe him. It's oh, almost yeah. like a tiny girl went up to you on the street and say, like, this guy fucking just touched me and whipped his dig out. Like, can you arrest him? Like, can you do something? And of course you were going to believe her. Um, so James um, immediately starts showing screenshots from Jeffrey. And uh, what happened was Jeffrey posted a tweet about having receipts on James Charles. And then James called Jeffrey and Jeffrey completely denied everything. But then immediately after that, uh, Jeffrey texted James uh, and said, oh, uh, Shane and uh, Toddy said that you're talking shit about me behind my back. And James was very confused by that and said, okay, let's meet and talk about this and got no response. Then by sister comes out and James is shocked and he started making a video, but James, but Jeffrey texts him again. And he was like, you're a rapist. You're using rapist moves to trap boys in cheap hotel rooms. I like it. How they say it's cheap hotel rooms. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's such a cute little touch, isn't it? And, and you're, I mean, yeah. Jeffrey star must've believed that it was all over. Like, I mean, and I don't he won, blame yeah. him for miscalculating <laughs> because, like, um, I mean, James had lost all those millions of followers. Like, 
it really did seem like this was like would have been the end of his career. And if James hadn't been any more like precise and artful in this, like it absolutely would have been. Like it was that close, and you can see that because Jeffrey Star and like that that really cursed text message. That's like the one yeah. that uh, the, that Jeff that James actually stops like to read the whole text of. You're a sick motherfucker. And you need to be put away. You need to have the internet taken away and you need to be locked up for a very long Long time. time. Yeah. Just incredible. Yeah, Jeffrey was like, it's over. It's like, he he really thought I was like, checkmate. And the fact (laughs) that James Charles returns with this blistering assault of self-actualization is just pure, like, transcendental art. Yeah, it's incredible. I don't know how he managed it, but he managed it. It never, there is never a shadow of a doubt that um, what James is saying is completely true and that all of these people are insane villains who are incredibly jealous of him. Yeah, you described uh, Jeffrey Star as like an SMT, like demon head. Like he absolutely feels like something out of nothing. King Kenji, yeah, King Kenji, like uh, like a strange thing that everyone's afraid of, and are all afraid of touching him because he's got all these mysterious receipts. Who knows? But uh, yeah, he's a paper tiger. It's like you know, you just he folds immediately. But um, Jeffrey goes into so many insane accusations that he sort of digs a hole for himself. He goes that, um, you know, uh, Jeffree Star has a boyfriend and that boyfriend has a brother um, called oh, Zach. Yeah. And, then, and then they tried because, I mean, at this point, they probably thought that like uh, James is going to like fold and like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we might they're, as well they're bury use him the, more. Yeah. yeah. They're going to use the brother as like fake, uh, fake rape fire at him. Yeah, but but James uh, again presents receipts and says that he only talked to Jeffrey's boyfriend's brother only like five times with some (laughs) selfies, no nudes, and then Jeffrey like he he keeps doubling down. That was his that was his downfall. He keeps doubling down. Like James Charles's brother tweeted something about people being mean online. And Jeffrey immediately, quote, tweets him, like, your brother's a predator. Why don't you fucking shut the fuck up, man? It's like, it's a big brother drama all of a sudden. (laughs) And uh, then the big text about you're a pedophile, you should be locked up. Uh, Sam, the waiter, is going to bury you. Uh, Zach, my boyfriend's brother, is going to bury you. Uh, The Dolan twins are going to bury you for some fucking reason. Grayson Dolan is going to tell everyone. Here here comes the the Dolan twins. (laughs) I have no (laughs) fucking idea. It's like the dumbest SMT demon you can possibly imagine. The little pixies. It's like, oh, here they come. (laughs) Two hits and they're out. Yeah. It's like when they tried to summon Mara in Nocturne and this fucking mushroom fucking appeared. Um, so Grayson Dolan is going to tell everyone you tried to touch him while he slept and, you know, you molested him. It was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if molesting a sleeping top is even physically possible, but maybe. So danger to society. Um, very hot stuff. I love violence. And... Um, the strange thing about this is everyone starts unfollowing Jeffrey Star at this point. Like Grayson Dolan immediately like fucking unfollowed, and um, uh, you know people are sort of jumping ship at this point because they start understanding that this is not waterproof. Like this maybe cannot stick, and the only person who keeps 
drinking the Kool-Aid is Tati because she still believes she's being fed all this information that, oh, he's a rapist. You should disown him. He's a molester. He's a, you know, a pedophile. You know, you should immediately cut all ties. Mm-hmm. And she's like the only one. And, and she's been we, left. We know the reason. We know the reason. It's because... He, um, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit when we get to the final video, but it's because, like, she had those impulses all along. Like, Jeffree Star truly is, like, a satanic demon because he recognized with, like, piercing clarity exactly what she was feeling and then, you know, weaponized it as uh, mm-hmm. his own little personal mission. Like, I don't think that um, Tati was, like, truly, like, coerced into it so much as, like, she was just manifested as the vessel. She was, like, Absolutely. the... She was the emotion lying in wait that all Jeffrey had to do was, you know, just trigger it a little bit and then fire away. Yeah, just pushed in the right direction for a little while. And yeah. It, so by it, the end of, of this video, because um, mm-hmm. like in the, in the very last bits, it, it's kind of a this is it's basically where he's like, okay, I'm gonna like take a break. We're still gonna do the the sisters tour. Don't worry. Sorry about the merch scandal. Also, I'm not nope. selling my merch with Jeffrey Star anymore. Uh, and then he ends it beautifully with, bye sister. Bye sister. In 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 the spirit of keeping things happy and turning sadness into light by sister which is also it's like the only truly vindictive stab of the whole video yeah he oh. knows what he's done it's it's but it's beautiful it's beautiful this whole, this whole thing to me is like a german like little fascist youth like becoming <laughs> god it's like this like absolutely Tomorrow like belongs str- to me exactly. he's about to sing it it's like this stringent little like political force um that ascends from being like pushed around and then becomes like this incredible holy like power like that's what makes it so special is like i mean the dra- the dramatics of it are, re- are are really satisfying it's all like very shakespeare and greek in the way that all of these um plot threads are crisply executed but beyond that you're watching somebody like realize the full potential of their power. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is... I, I disagree with you with the fact that it's the only stab because right before he ends, he goes, um, uh, my family has just flown into LA to support me uh, before my birthday. I'm turning 20. Gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my God. I'm turning 20. Gross. Gross. It's- so cool it's so like nonchalant it's matter of fact and 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 it just slips out so easily that you cannot help but laugh because he's woman in trouble skeleton corpse like continues to decay in the distance incredible well the sister's story got canceled anyway but um uh he 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 says that he's gonna take a little time off from producing content and thanks to all the sisters so should we get to the the final video in this, in this I cycle. think I think we should kill this person, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the final video is a whole year later, and it is titled Breaking My Silence. Perfect time. The sun is setting. Um, the sun is setting. 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 The sun
Sorry if I went on for too long. No, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy for it. Cool. No, I, uh, I still have another hour and a half to pay my taxes, so no problem. Oh God, right. <laughs> TikTok. Well, this, uh, do you want to start off with this one? And go ahead. Okay. Well, um, the final video released almost a year later uh, is uh, called "Breaking My Silence." All of these videos are deleted right now, by the way, except for James Except Charles. for Bice. Oh, um, yeah, No More Lies is still on his channel. No More Lies is up, because it's got so many views. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, start off, it starts off, first of all, Tati looks completely different. She got fillers. She's crying. Um, the she's whole time. The entirety of the video. Yeah. She's wearing a a peace shirt which says peace on it um and is in a completely different setting she moved houses between these uh videos uh and she goes into why um so um the room is she, yellow can we talk about the set it's almost japanese isn't it it's like it's so so bizarre i mean this one looks even more abstracted than the squeaky queen like white room like this space is unsettling and i hate being in it it like, gives me a headache to look at it's scary it, it is like something out of lost in translation it's like a stuffy fucking japanese hotel lobby with orchids and incense sticks and a candle like a black candle it it, it looks like it was fucking designed by a maniac but um toddy goes in and and weeps and says uh i'm gonna read a statement by my legal team like a stepford wife this whole video is like the like the whole death of everything that's gone on so far like Mm -hmm. um seeing her just like read from the script like so obviously the entire i mean she told it's not like she's trying to conceal it at all but like the the performance of her like just reading what's written out from her because her lawyer has approved it i mean Mm. It's so deathly and chilling. It's a defeated woman. She's like dead. As I told you when we talked about this, it's like Persephone living in hell with Hades. And like she's she can only dream of redemption now. Like once a year, she's allowed to exit the underworld and see the light. But um she starts all God is love and the root of love. I am a woman of faith. I have been praying. So cover this in prayer. I don't know what this means. Like this video, okay? <laughs> uh, pray with me. Uh, like I miss you guys so much. And then she breaks down again. Um, but for some reason, goes into a tangent on like cancel culture and how Russian AI bots are influencing the election. <laughs> oh <laughs> which my is, god! Which I mean, is it's, it's it's perfect. It's exactly what this video needs. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It shows that it shows that she's a very defeated woman, uh, and basically she says, "I thought I was following my heart and not misinformation, but I was listening to wrong people." The good is suppressed and voiceless. She looks like a like a recovering literal mk ultra victim which is kind of what she is as we find out she struggled quietly in silence i am a target of hate so theatrical (laughs) still she still got it um 
So basically, she says that Shane Dawson manipulated her into <laughs> uploading her video. Mm-hmm. And um, she apologizes for the role that she's played and is talking like a fucking Manson family member. Um, I, I, at this point, I'm starting to think, hey, maybe this is all like a psyop, which is something that she went Well, She on. kind of thinks, she yeah. at one point thinks it is too. Like, she's like, I mean... The scale of this and the execution, the, the execution of her is so brutal that you know her beautiful little womanly mind can't like imagine it as like anything else but like potentially a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, she thought she, she was playing, being played a, a, a playing a part in a social experiment essentially. Like like people are playing a joke on her, and then she goes, "I promised my dad I'm not gonna cry." There's lots of daddies and mommies being mentioned in the series. <laughs> Um, she says she loves James. She's so sorry, cries again. Um, and I like how she says, I met James when his cover girl deal happened and he was off to the races. That was so cute. That was yeah, it's like, oh, my little Southern. Because she still is lifelessly clinging to like her absent yeah. baby. Like, um, oh my god, it's like in secret ceremony when Mia Farrow has like a fake baby, like it's a pillow oh that she's like, convinced is real and she's clutching it the whole time. And Elizabeth Taylor like rips it out and is like, This isn't real and she begins like shrieking and like pulling on her face as she like runs about a room. Like Witches, the, all of them. Yeah. yeah, like all of these witches. Like this, this fake gay baby that she never had, that she's like <laughs> mourning the absence of, is incredible. Yeah. So she, she was says off that to the races. My dead she was baby. Off to the races. My non-existent son. Uh, non-existent so... dead baby. <laughs> she goes that basically they poisoned her against James, uh, Shane, and Jeffrey, and um, that was just her. The, the, the sugar bear thing was just her breaking point. Uh, I don't know if it was true. Um, I think she reached her breaking point a long time ago and yeah. her guard was down <laughs> and she she was manipulated and weaponized against james and gaslit beyond gaslit she says i wonder what's beyond, beyond gaslit beyond yes. gaslit and beyond the valley of the dolls oh my god and then she goes <laughs> how she wanted to help jeffrey star too she saw his pain well yes, she keeps it, seeing all this pain in this gay man what the f- fuck is wrong with her (laughs) (laughs) oh god this is this is why the the fag hag i mean this is another current theme of my show is like the danger of like the fag hag and the fag like it can be beautiful transcendent like women in love art where like you produce the best possible selves out of each other or it results in the complete terroristic destruction of one of them and the withered and, and the woman this, itself as yes, well at the same this time. <laughs> withered corrupted like broken woman that cannot stop crying like even though she promised her maybe dead father like he kind of seems dead by the way she talks <laughs> he, he about feels him. dead yeah <laughs> like she keeps like i'm not gonna cry daddy and then she starts breaking oh into God. Tears. she's so shattered absolutely this is a destroyed woman in hell of her own yeah. amazing. And I mean, you can uh, tell that a lot of it is like, you know, her. she's still doing the performance, but nonetheless, like, the performance is cracked. Like, David Bowie, cracked actor. It's like all of it actor. is. It's yeah. all. The, the crack of it is just as much as the real emotion that keeps, like, pushing up, like, some deep wail inside of her. She goes into, like, a 10 minute tangent about a charity that she sponsors. Oh, and how that... she wants to bring Jeffrey into it. 
Yeah, she wanted to make him good. I want I I speak pretty one day. She wanted to make Jeffrey into a good person because being with him is like being with friends with a lion. I did not get that reference. Okay, I just thought no, it was cute. That was such an incredible <laughs> quote because it's like what it was it that she said? She's like it's being friends with a lion. It's They're being so friends nice with to like you, but they can lion. hurt you. I'm like, when is yeah. a lion ever nice to anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... What kind of lions, Tati? <laughs> Very strange. Very strange. I have no idea what's going on through her head right now. But uh, yeah, she involved him with a charity called Spirit Awakening Foundation, which helps like at risk kids. Um, this is like the most like classic possible like kind of stupid charity that yeah, like, she could absolutely ev- like get Jeffrey so Star in there get Jeffrey <laughs> Star to teach some inner city kids I wonder what he'll say um, so he just, she just she just then uh, f- fucking turns to the fact that Jeffrey's a racist and he was racist to Jackie Ina who's like a vlogger who came after Jeffrey in 2017 um, but Toddy defended Jeffrey from her for some reason and um, then an amazing line I did not go to Jeffrey's home because I don't smoke marijuana and I don't like being around it which is <laughs> okay. okay oh I, lo- I loved it I loved it I just don't like being around it and like her around big it. her big like dough dirty, eyes open dirty, dirty weed dirty weed grass dirty devil grass have you seen um, the comeback with Le- Lisa Kudrow uh, yes, I have. Okay. So she, in that, she plays, like, a faded actress, like a reality yeah. TV failure. And um, her, the way that Tati behaves in this is exactly the way that, like, she does. And there's even the same marijuana beat where, uh, where Lisa Kudrow is confronted with a blunt by a Jewish lesbian and, like, has to smoke <laughs> it to look cool. Yeah. And it's, like... Tati is exactly the same kind of, like, faded, wilted beauty here. But she's in hell. She just goes on. And now her fears are never ending. She just transfers them to Jeffree Star. And she goes, he's going to go off, guys. We need to be prepared. Oh, it sounds like war is coming. I mean, it's a what, war. What, what you said is exactly right. Like, um, there's no real, like, confession of sin on her behalf here at all. Nothing. I mean, like, no apologies, apo- yeah. really, no. really. No confession of any wrongdoing or sending hordes of teens after James Charles to cancel him. It's like, you know, it's just, there's just a nebulous evil around her all the time. I, I mean, she's like kind of like almost right for that. I mean, she's like obviously like morally wrong for like being yeah. a complete failure and, you know, being able to say like, I was, I made a mistake. Like what she says is like, I'm sorry that I like let them make me do this. And it's like, She's kind of right that there is, like, this, like, sinister cultural evil around us that is, like, ruining everyone at once. But, like, whereas James Charles, like, can overcome it and, like, use it as a a force of self-manifestation, like, mm-hmm. she just, like, becomes smaller and more withered as she's confronted by the great rot around her. Yeah, it's it's like one of those fish that when they mate, they just become smaller and smaller and the female becomes larger. Only the female is James Charles in this analogy. Um, yeah, so she goes into so much gaslighty, culty bullshit at this point. It's like 30 minutes of her talking about how Shane Dawson came to her house and he wanted to do a documentary on her. But instead, he told her that he's going to do a documentary on James Charles being a pedophile and a rapist. And she just went along with it. There, there, there is no registering in her brain that 
this is where she completely turned to evil. Like this is Orpheus's girlfriend in hell. Um, but um, yeah, turning around and facing Satan. So um, uh, she met with James apparently um, after everything settled down and she realized how manipulated she was. Um, <laughs> she, this is, this is very Lars von Trier here because a, a theme of motherhood runs throughout this entire thing. She had a breakdown, split town, had a miscarriage. So like losing a metaphorical son turned into a losing an actual child. It's almost like a body rejecting a child. It's so wild to me that this is how oh, this saga ends. I mean, um, it really is like... I wish like there could be like an adaptation of this, but I mean it is perfect completely on its own. But like the dramatic force of her not being able to bear a child is yeah. so intense. It's I mean, she has been sentenced to hell. Like Yeah. And you said this in the in the DMs and I thought it was so brilliant. It was like if Lars von Trier was adapting this, it would just be like a reoccurring image of like the dead fetus over and over again. Yeah, for two hours. And <laughs> I mean, and she it, goes, it really is like breaking the waves. It's like this like, yeah. fucking, like this woman who thinks like she's such a paragon for good, who like gives in to her like feminine impulse towards destruction, and then not only like obliterates the child she thought she had, she strains her relationship with her weird husband because of these uh looming forces of evil and closing around her, and it yeah. results and her not being able to create any kind of literal life at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a destroyed person that she destroyed herself. And she, I have a note here, weeps for two whole minutes. She literally makes <laughs> oh these pauses. She makes these pauses to just weep quietly. This is as if she was like, you know, raped like multiple it, times. It's not like she doesn't cut. Like, she cuts, like, multiple times in the yeah, video. Yeah, like, she le leaves the weeping in. No, yeah. she deliberately leaves the weeping in. Like, she, like, will cut, like, when she's like, loses her train of thought or something a few times, but, like, there's her, like, cupping her face, like, and then throwing her whole head of, like, old hair back as she, like, pulls the tears out of her eyes with the t-shirt on the whole time. Crazy. And then... There are just a few incredible lines that I have to highlight at the end of this. First of all, she goes, she's so paranoid at this point, she doesn't know what to believe. So she goes, <laughs> Shane and Jeffrey were so jealous of uh, James because they were launching the conspiracy palette, which is incredible naming for this incident. <laughs> and Shane Dawson's merch. Who gives a fuck about Shane Dawson's merch? <laughs> but but then she she says, they opened a Pandora's box of speculation. What an what an artist! What a wordsmith! And that there <laughs> there there are many different people with unclean hands right now. Like they were all in on it. Like it's there was like, a giant. You have conspiracy. to brace them. You everyone has to brace yourself because yes. the beauty community has to brace ourselves because this isn't going to stop here what how jeffrey retaliates from now on is going to be even worse than it was before yeah a war a storm is coming and then she just threatens everyone with her lawyers and says uh like you better get your story straight because you don't want to be on the wrong side of truth and um <laughs> and then immediately after that an incredible finale to this an incredible finale um a, a sunset 
is setting and oh, the lighting the and sunset. Oh yeah, my god. The room and she goes, Oh my god, the sun's coming out. The sun is setting. Forgive me. Even if the road stops here, uh, don't hate people. Don't cancel them. Turn away from hate. And I don't know when you'll see me again. <laughs> what? What? Oh. What? <laughs> what in the weathering heights? Oh my god! Oh, the sun setting is. I. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a word for it. The bright white lights that just yeah. become rectangles over her weeping form. Oh my god! It's like an apocalypse. It's like the the ending of Melancholia. The the planet is looming. The planet is here. I don't <laughs> know if this is the end. But I hope yeah. I see you again. <laughs> and James Charles is like sitting quietly, happily, like singing to himself, and she's just weeping, like Charlotte Gainsbourg yeah. in, the, in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like James Charles is fully doing like makeup tutorials makeup with doing, Trixie yeah, Mattel. Yeah. Like has that stupid intro on his videos. Oh, and then this still ends with thanks for watching. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> the format, the content will not let you these people go. It will because never after, end. After Melancholia like collides with Earth and obliterates like Tati Westbrook, like thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. There. Because that's the space that this has all been conducted in. Like this is the celestial yeah. body in which it all occurs, is this vacuumous, empty void of YouTube. Thanks for watching. Incredible. All of it is meaningless, but inside this literal space it's the same as earth like we've had a diorama of life perfectly replicated with all feminine battles being conducted like the entire narrative of the woman in all tragedy like the every conflict that the gay man has ever presented in society plus Mm -hmm. scheming like italian-esque characters the threat of war it all feels so human. And all of these people have no fucking idea what they've done. They have no idea that they have accidentally like, created truly like romantic art here. Yes, exactly. Byron-esque. Or maybe like something like a Dante. I, said, I called it a Dante narrative poem. Like the yeah. descent of a woman into hell. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's beautiful in its own very strange way. And I, I highly recommend you all watch it. Like, like spare uh, an evening. This is all like four hours, all of this thing. Like James Charles videos, Toddy videos, Jeffree Star videos. Maybe you can watch some some uh, Orbiter videos too. This is a, an art piece and it's to be savored. Maybe like pour yourself a glass of wine and, and, and light a cigarette um, and, and just watch it. Like really watch it. Like notice all the little yeah. things. All, all the, 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 the minute yeah. human dramas that just like keep popping up. I mean... There's so much, like, aching tragedy and sublimity and, like, manifest- and, like, manifestation of power, like, in so many of just the most the most minor moments here. It, it's breathtaking. Mm. It, it's really, it's really like uh, a computer character reaching out to you from a screen. Because they really broke all of their facades with this. All of them. It, it really, like, burst through them and made them human despite their best efforts to not be human and be YouTubers. Yeah, but, um, like, James Charles had to, like, confront his, like, sexual, like, perversion and, like, what mm-hmm. like, doesn't, like, work about his sexuality. Like, he can't... I, and I don't know what, what's going to happen to him in the future and how romance is going to work out for him. But for one moment, he had to, like, actually humanly toil with the fact that, like, he is 
forever chained to the inaccessible image of the straight man. And to see, like, a young gay celebrity have to, like, grapple with that on a Mm -hmm. stage in front of millions is true Greek theater. Never seen anything like it before or after. Oh. It's beautiful. And I love that I shared this moment with you. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason. (laughs) I like it that we've discussed it. Not anybody else. Not anyone else. No, I do too. I mean, this this, uh, passes so many borders. I mean, we have things in common between us. We're both, um, you know, loosely affiliated with the same internet scene. Uh But, like, this... I mean, we're countries apart, completely Mm. different upbringings, and... Nonetheless, like this faggot and decrepit woman bickering with each other both <laughs> spoke to our hearts. It's a universal language, yes. It's a universal language of pain and love. That's what this story's about. <laughs>